Welcome to this podcast featuring well-known Bible teacher, Kevin Connor. For more information, visit kevinconnor.org. I want you to turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I'll just read uh, two or three verses here. We need just to uh, finalize your fill-in from last week's lesson sheet. How many brought their lesson sheet from last week? Okay, so I'm just going to put the answers on the overhead uh, because we've dealt with the scriptures. But in a moment we're going to be looking at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and we're going to start looking at the order of, of events uh, from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So let's just hold it there for a moment. Now, in our last uh, couple of sessions, we've uh, been looking at uh, the theory whether Jesus comes as a thief in the night. You've already got the answer to this. And so just uh, very briefly here so that you can get to your fill-in on the last part of your page there. Do the scriptures teach that Christ will come as a thief in the night? The answer has been yes. How does a thief come? We've looked at the uh, various ways that a thief may come. Number three, to whom will Christ come as a thief in the night? And we saw that he would come uh, to the world, the unwatching, the unregenerate, and he would come to those believers who are unwatchful and uh, sleepy. And then number four, what practical steps should believers be walking in? All right, down the bottom here of our overhead, you have seven practical steps, and I've given you the scriptures pertaining to these things. In the, all the references that we've given to you concerning Christ coming as a thief in the night. So number one, we are to take heed to ourselves. Number one, we are to take heed to ourselves. Number two, we are to uh, watch. There are many, many scriptures concerning being watchful. If you do not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. Number three, Jesus said, pray that you may be worthy to escape. Uh, I'd like you to look at this one very quickly here. Uh, Luke chapter, chapter 21. Let's turn to Luke 21 just while you're trying to fill in the answers with the other hand. Now remember that uh, in the Thessalonian epistle so far we read that when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction and they shall not escape. Okay, but here Jesus says in Luke chapter 21 and verse 34, and take heed to yourselves, all right, number one, lest at any times your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that that day come upon you unawares. Now if everybody's just going to go up in a sneaky rapture regardless, why even bother to watch? For as a snare shall it come on them, all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore. Number two, and pray always. Pray what for? That ye may be accounted worthy to escape. Escape where? They shall not escape. When they shall say peace and safety, then cometh sudden destruction, they shall not escape. I am praying, whatever all this means, I am praying that I will be worthy to escape. Are you? Two or three of us? How many are praying? <laughs> right, four of us, okay. All four, no more. 
Okay, pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand, uh, that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Number four, work. Number five, be awake. Keep awake. Number six, be sober. And as I mentioned last time, the word sober is actually the thought of being of a disciplined mind. Uh, the, the mind of a drunkard is anything but sober and anything but a disciplined mind. And number seven, walk in obedience to the word. So seven practical steps in contrast to those who were asleep. Okay, now I want you to turn to your lesson, uh, lesson sheet for tonight. And we want to start looking at uh, the order of events pertaining to the second coming. Yes, who hasn't got, uh, hands up if you haven't got the lesson sheets here. Just keep your hands up, uh, thanks Peter. Where did all you people come from, just all of a sudden? <laughs> Chris? Keep your hands up if you haven't got the uh, notes here. Alright, now let's turn back again to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, this week, in fact, uh, t uh, commencing tonight and the next two or three weeks, we're going to be looking at what I believe is order of events uh, pertaining to uh, the second coming. But we want to uh, pick up some things here. Now, I'm going to read the whole passage here because of what we'll be sharing tonight and then in the next uh, several weeks. All right, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was yet with you I told you these things? And now you know what withholdeth, or holdeth that he might be revealed in his time, unveiled in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, his parousia, even him, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause... God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Tremendous weighty things that are involved here. For instance, let me just throw some things at you and then we'll get to, to our sheet here. It's talking about the coming of Christ. It's talking about the rapture, the, the catching up of the saints. It's talking about the Antichrist. It's talking about Antichrist sitting in a temple. What temple? A rebuilt temple? Come back one week for that exciting episode. Uh, we're talking about someone who is letting or restraining until he is taken out of the way. Who is it? Um, the strong delusion, believing the lie. 
What's all this about? Order of events. Now, let's go to our notes here on page less, uh, lesson page 6. Now, in verses 1 and 2, which we want to major on tonight a, a reasonable amount, Paul is giving the exhortation and he's reminding the Thessalonians of things that he's already taught them when he was with them, but they were expecting the Lord to come back any moment, so a number of them were giving up their jobs and just waiting for Jesus to come any moment. And so that's the whole purpose of Paul writing the Thessalonian epistles to tell them, look, there's certain things that must happen before the coming of Christ. Go and get a job. If you don't work, you don't eat. No worky, no eaty. Uh, that's what he's telling them in plain Chinese. So here we have under A, verses 1 and 2, exhortation. And here's your fill-in. Two things I want you to pick up here. We beseech you, brethren, by... Now there's two important things in this verse 1 I want you to pick up. Number one, we beseech you, we entreat you, we exhort you, brethren, by... Number one, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you fill in there. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, we'll come back to some scriptures here in a moment. Not only by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but, uh, and by our gathering together unto him. Now there's two bys there. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and number two, by our gathering together unto him. Now there's two things I want you to pick up here that Paul's uh, saying here because he's going to go on and he's going to say, look, that day will not come. What day? Okay, we'll come back to it. So we beseech you, brethren, by the coming. Now I've already given you the sheet here, what this word coming is. Those of you who got the long sheet on Thessalonians, uh, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming, by the parousia the being near, the presence, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's the thought we have. Brethren, I beseech you by the coming. So the Lord's coming, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, by our gathering together unto him, to meet him in the air. Now that's what I beseech you by, two things. He's coming to us and our gathering to him. And he's already said in the previous epistle that uh, the dead in Christ will rise first, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. So they're the two things we want to talk about a little bit here. So we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the scriptures are there underneath, under the first by, Mark 13, 27, Matthew 24, 31, we've already looked at them about the coming of the Lord. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9. In fact, uh, we probably need to verse, uh, go to verse 7. All right, 2 Thessalonians, so we're in the second epistle here. Chapter 1, verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, who does it exclude? And that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who does it exclude? Let me be facetious. 
who shall be brought into a millennial kingdom to get a second chance to hear the gospel. It doesn't say anything about that. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. How are you going to get sinners into a millennium after that lot? That's only one. So Paul is beseeching them by the actual coming. The apocalypses, the unveiling, the perusia, the being near, the uh, epiphania, the unveiling. Oh, the apocalypse is the unveiling, the epiphania, the presence, the revealing. He's, I'm beseeching by the actual second coming. That's what he's referring to. And then number two, the second thing, I beseech you by our gathering together unto him. Now, I want you to turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the reference there, and I want to give you a couple of other scriptures here on this gathering together because this is where the whole thought of rapture also comes from. And I want to explain what this gathering together is. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and uh, verses 14 to 18, which you have on your outline here. Uh, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, now who's going to be alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord? We which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not proceed, prevent, hinder them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven uh, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. And I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him, both these scriptures in Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 1, uh, talk about the same two events in one and the same time. The coming of the Lord, our gathering together unto him, and this scripture talks about the same. Uh, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel the, and the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. We which are alive and remain. So we have the coming, a resurrection of the dead in Christ, and a translation, a catching up. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, I want you to add on to the second by two or three other scriptures, but I'd like you to look at this. Now, this whole thought, the one I'm looking at here, the thought that we're looking at together here, is this gathering together. So, the coming of the Lord, I believe it's referring to the actual, literal, visible, bodily, second coming of the Lord. I beseech you, brethren, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming. So, the Lord's coming. And now by our gathering together. What's this whole gathering together unto him? All right. Uh, put down Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. I'd like you to look at this with me. Hebrews 10, 25. We're going to look at several scriptures and just ex- ex- explain this thought here. Here the same Greek word, gathering together. Then I can't pronounce it properly. 
It sounds like synagogue, epi-synagogus or something. How's that? Not too bad for, you know. Epi-synagogo. Go-gay. Epi-synagogay. Anyway. But it traces back to synagogue, synagogue. Okay? Uh, so it's used twice, this particular word, Hebrews 10.25, where um, the writer to the Hebrews says, 24 leading into it, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling together. It's the same Greek word. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. So that the whole thought there is the same Greek word, the assembling together. I beseech you, brethren, by our gathering together, the coming Lord now, gathering together, our assembling together. Uh, let's turn over to a couple of scriptures in Matthew. Matthew's Gospel. And here we have... Uh, where this word comes from, it's the same uh, Greek root and derivation there. Matthew 23. Matthew 23. At verse 37. Matthew 23, verse 37. Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered together? How often would I have gathered thy children together? Here's this gathering together. Even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, she would not. It's the same thought, gathering together. So here's the mother hen and she gives that warning cry. And to gather the chickens together under her wings. So... When Christ comes, we're to gather together. That's the whole thought. Chapter 24, 31, where the same uh, word is used again. Verse 31, chapter 24. And he shall send his angels with a great shower, a sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the one end of heaven to the other. The gathering together, chapter 24, and verse, back to verse 28, chapter 20, uh, 24, verse 28. Same word again. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. And then one other reference also from Matthew, one that we love so well, Matthew 18 and verse 20. Matthew 18 and verse 20, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Now as you look at this word or this expression, gathering together, it traces back to this whole thought like the synagogue. So where the Jews would gather together, and the very word synagogue is the gathering together, where the Jews would gather together uh, in, the, in the meeting, in the service, in the synagogue. And that's the whole thought that we have here. So Jesus is coming and we the saints that alive and remain, that generation alive and remain, are gathering together. We are gathering together unto him. 
and to him shall the gathering of the people be. So that's the whole thought. So Paul is talking about the Lord's coming to us and for us and our going up to him to meet him in the air. All right, now I want you to go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, our assembling together, our gathering together, just as we gather together on Sunday uh, in the sheep shed as the church, we're gathering together. That's the whole thought. So two things Paul is saying now, look, I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. In other words, by his actual second coming and the saints being caught up to meet him in the air. Comma. 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 2. Okay, why are you saying, why are you exhorting and treating as Paul by the coming of the Lord and by these two byes? All right, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. There's your fill-in under A and B. There's two, two fill-ins there for start. Not to be shaken in mind and not to be troubled. Not to be shaken in mind and not to be troubled. Now what were they getting shook up about? What were they getting troubled about? Because some rumours are going around that the, those who had died in Christ that they would never be alive to the coming of the Lord and so they'd missed out in the coming and others were getting out of work and just waiting for the coming of the Lord. So they were shook up. The Amplified says, uh, shaken in mind that you be not shook up, mentally shaken or quickly unsettled. So not to be shook up or mentally shaken, not to be quickly unsettled, shaken in mind. And number B, don't be troubled. The Amplified says, don't be disturbed, alarmed or kept excited. Troubled, disturbed, kept excited, uh, alarmed or kept excited. So. Don't be shook up mentally. Don't be troubled, disturbed, kept excited, alarmed. I remember a brother came to me when I was in Portland, Oregon. He uh, came to us and, and it was when the Six Day War was on and I'd uh, given a couple of sessions on the Jerusalem, the, oh, the something about the Jerusalem and the destiny of the nations, trying to remember it's that long back. And this fellow was really shook up and really troubled. And he said, Kevin, you know, I've been telling my people that the rapture is going to take any place, at moment, any place, with the six-day war on and that Jesus will come back to Mount of Olives and, and, and now it's all over. <laughs> and my people are really shook up. What do I tell them? I said, tell them the truth. But we believe there's going to be a rapture any moment. I said, forget it. And I've told my people they're not going through the great tribulation. Now they're scared to death they might be. I said, look, this is my philosophy. I said, I have some pretty strong convictions after uh, being Scofield, looking at our mill, windmill, pan mill, treadmill, <laughs> post mill, pre mill, pre mid mill, pre trib, post mill, mid trib, up mill, and you know, the whole windmill thing said, I've been through it all. I said, my philosophy, even though I have strong convictions uh, and emphasizing the emphases, as you hear me, uh, is this. It's better to be prepared to go through the tribulation and find there is none than be unprepared and find there is one. You can't win for losing. No, you can't lose for winning. 
So he was, but he was really shook up and his people were just about having a nervous breakdown. The whole church was rattled. And that's what they were here. C, D and E, what were they shook up by? All right. That ye be not soon shaken, your mind will be troubled, neither by spirit. I'll give you a fill in here and then I want to comment on each of these because of what's happening in the Thessalonian church, I believe is what's happening today. Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter. So by spirit, by word, by letter. Okay, by spirit. As I understand this, there was some prophetic utterance from a spirit, a spiritual utterance. And it's interesting if you put down in connection with this by 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 20 where Paul writing to the Thessalonians and he says, despise not prophesyings. Well, there had been evidently some prophecies by spirit and they were inclined to despise prophesyings. Pretended revelation by the spirit I have on my notes. So, don't be shook up in mind and troubled and distressed and kept excited. Oh, Jesus, come in any moment. Keep excited. Thief in the night. Buy the movie film. Videotape. Leave it to the Antichrist. Keep up the payments. <laughs> kept excited. By word. Look at all the preaching and teaching going on today. Oh, Jesus could come back any moment. Perhaps some spoken or preached word in the church about the second coming, some false teaching. So I don't want you to be troubled or shaken up and shooken mentally by spirit, any, any supposed prophetic or spiritual utterance, or by word, by teaching or preaching that's wrong about the second coming. And number three, by letter as alleged to come from the apostles. Spurious writing by letter as supposed to come from us. So there was a false letter circulating around and Paul says, I don't want you to be shook up about this letter. Supposed to come from the apostles. Spurious writing. I wonder what Paul would do with the books and the letters today on the secret rapture. I've read some weird ones in the States, I can assure you. One guy, he uh, sent out this letter. Frank got hold of it, we got hold of it. and Jesus was coming any moment and uh, he gave us an address. When the money collapsed, where to send our money to? But he, he said in this letter, this dude, that's all he was, a dude, a dud dude, that he felt it was necessary being one of the two witnesses that he stay behind to comfort those who were left in the tribulation and that he would appreciate that any offerings we would send to his box number would be used for the tribulation saints while we were up there. Some suckers fell for it, but not this one. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org where you can access PDF downloads of all of Kevin Connor's books as well as his video training courses including the Key of Knowledge Seminar and Foundations of Christian Doctrine.